Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you telling you you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm an ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. I'm also the author of Everyone's Got Their Shit, Navigating Life with Ulcerative Colitis. You guys, it's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Pod. I am recording this in the morning, so I'm sitting here enjoying a lovely cup of coffee. So, yep, might take a break to sip my coffee every once in a while. You know I love me some coffee. Um, But this week I want to talk about a recent trip I took. But before I talk about that, every year I do this thing where I sort of like theme out the year. And I started doing this a couple years ago. And the theme of that year was fearless, like being fearless was the year I did. Actually, the first year I did it was the year of yes, and then the next year was fearless. But it all stems from me just really wanting to stay on point with what was going to help me live my best life. And that's what I'm here to help you do. So this year, I decided to have an Italian year. Um, this is the year of Bella Fagora. Now, in Italian, Bella Fagora translates to beautiful figure. It's all about looking and feeling amazing and basically living your best life. It's also about dignity, hospitality, and politeness AKA being a good person, which if I could step on my soapbox for a hot second, I think there are more people out there that could be nicer, (laughs) that could be better humans. So yeah, we all know some. Um, Anyway, so when I entered this year, my big bucket list goal, because I always do a yearly bucket list, was to go to Italy. I booked that trip in February and had to wait so many months before I went on this trip. And I I have to tell you guys, I went this past October. It was my dream vacation and it was absolutely amazing. You know those things you build up in your mind and you think to yourself, "Oh, it's never gonna even like hit my expectations." This exceeded it so much. And I want to let you guys know because we're going to get to this later. I went solo. I went by myself. You want to talk about facing your fears? I went to a foreign country, the girl who gets lost on a regular basis, by herself. So more on that later. But I want to let you guys know, one of the things I noticed in Italy was they just live much differently than us. They aren't constantly in a rush. They're not like, go, 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 hurry up. Although I will say the Italian drivers are kind of scary. Um, and if you don't, I was told if you don't stare them directly in the eye to cross the street, they might actually run you over. But I mean, I've driven in Boston. <laughs> so I know aggressive drivers. But in Italy, when you go to a restaurant, you know, prepare to be there for a while. They're not trying to like, 
rush you out of there. You can basically have a table there all night long, and I think that's really awesome. They want you to savor the food. They also pay um, their waiters, caminares, um, a little bit differently, where they actually get a decent wage, and it's considered, um, if you tip somebody, it's because they really went above and beyond and did, like, such an amazing job. So these people already have... Um, you know, they're not worried about what you're going to tip them. They're, they're going to let you sit there for as long as you want. Um, and the food is obviously amazing. On the menu, there's always, like, course one, course two. And I have to tell you guys, the veggies don't come out to, like, course three or four. Like, it cracks me up because course, I think, two was always a pasta dish. And their serving sizes are smaller than ours so you don't want to die when you leave the restaurant although sometimes you do because you guys know I'm always in it for the dessert um but also like they give you smaller portions and their ingredients are just fresher like nothing is you know canned everything is homemade everything is the freshest ingredients so you really can eat a shit ton of pasta and not gain 30 pounds <laughs> Um, but if you are going to sit down to a restaurant in Italy, just know you're going to be there for like two, two and a half, half hours. And I really struggled with this because I feel like I'm a person that always needs to be going and doing things. And unless we were like on a time frame, which was rare at dinner, but at lunchtime, we only had a certain amount of time to get back to the tour. Um, it really was kind of nice to just sit there enjoy dinner and one of the restaurants actually was so funny because they end their meal with lemon cello shots and I was like oh we don't usually get anything in America we usually get like maybe mints um so I thought that was really cool but oh my god you guys I can't even tell you how much amazing food I ate the big joke was like should we stop for gelato because I ate my weight in gelato I think I averaged like two gelatos a day and fun fact did you know that there is actually a world champion gelato maker Oh, yeah. He's in Tuscany. He makes a saffron-flavored gelato, and wow, it was so freaking good. But yeah, there's a world champion gelato maker. Um, I actually really miss eating gelato every single day. Um, the other really cool thing about Italy is they have bars, and they're not like the traditional bars that we would go to. Um, they're bars that you sort of stop at, and you can get coffee, you can get pastry, maybe a sandwich, um, and you can get alcohol for, I think, all day. Um, I didn't test this before noon, but we would walk up there and grab a Prosecco, and you had to ask for a takeaway. You can't say takeout. They don't understand that. And you would just be like, Prosecco takeaway, por favore. And they would give it to you, and you would walk away, and you just... <laughs> up and down the street um, with your wine in your hand. So it was really cool. Um, but Italians also, because they live this Bella Fagora lifestyle, they really do enjoy like looking good. Um, unlike where I live, you're probably not going to see a lot of people running around in sweatpants or pajamas. 
I will never get on board with wearing pajamas in public. Sometimes you will see me in sweatpants or, you know, workout gear, but no weird looking pajamas and it looks like you rolled out of bed. They do not do that in Italy. Um, they have some very interesting outfits that they wear in Italy. They might be a little bit more fashion forward than we are. Um, cause I think they get things first, but I mean, they want to look good. They want everything in their life to be good, from the food to the they eat to what they're wearing to the people they hang out with. Everything is just about like living their best lives. And I'm actually convinced because everything moves so slow out there. Um, I'm just convinced nobody has like a work schedule. They just sort of show up and leave at their leisure. I can't see any of them doing nine to five. Maybe not. I don't know. That's just speculation there. Um, guys, I just want to let you know that my dogs are behind me and they are doing something weird. Um, so if you hear them, I'm not really sure what's happening, but I'm sure it's Buffy's fault. So let me just take a quick sip of this coffee. Mmm. Chocolate hazelnut. Okay. Squirrel brain. All right. So I know that when you go on vacation in general, you know, a lot of times you're going on a vacation to like relax and this, that, and the other thing. Um, unless you're going to Disney, if you're going to Disney, there's going to be like (laughs) no relaxing and you're going to need a vacation from your vacation. But I really came back from Italy feeling refreshed and I don't want to just be filling my time because I feel like I have to. I feel like for me, I really do sort of march to the beat of my own drummer. And even though a lot of people, you know, listen to what society is telling them, I really don't. But one of the things I always feel like is I feel like society tells me that I'm supposed to be busy, that I'm supposed to be doing things, I'm supposed to be filling my time. And we really live in a culture where being busy is like a super good thing. People love to talk about how busy they are, and it's like this weird badge of honor where it'll be like, hey, so-and-so, how's it going? Oh my God, good, so busy. Oh my God, so, so busy. And like when I talk to my mom friends, I'm like, oh my God, my head is spinning at what you just told me you do all day. And then I sit back and think to myself on any given Saturday, I read an entire book or I sat on my ass and watched movies or did whatever. And I have this weird like shame. And by the way, I'm doing this to myself. So I want you guys to know this. I'm almost like shaming myself for not doing enough. So historically, I've always worked two, maybe three jobs. I've always said yes to a bunch of stuff so that I could fill my time. And you don't have to do that. (laughs) Um... Like, just because I, you know, talk to somebody and they're, like, super busy, why do I need to feel bad? Because this is the life that I created. I create a life, I created my own life, and you create yours, by the way, where, yeah, I can spend an entire Saturday reading if I want to, you know, doing whatever I want, you know, whatever makes me happy, and I shouldn't feel bad about that, and... I don't know why I do. I've definitely talked about this with my therapist and she's she's always told me that you know, we really do live in a society that is like if you're not busy, you're not worthy or you're not enough. And I just want to let you guys know that are listening to this fucking false. You could be doing everything on the planet, all the right things and be 
super duper miserable. But I want you guys to remember something. You get to create your own schedule. You are creating what is going on in your life. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm always so busy. I'm burnt out. I'm this, that, and the other thing. You really need to, and I can't do this for you, you need to look at your schedule and what you're doing and be like, where's the me time? Where's the time that makes me happy? Where's the part of the week where I'm filling my cup and not just emptying it for either everybody else around me or like work and this, that, and the other thing? So when I got back, I had thought really hard about this and I was working two jobs. Again, what have I told you guys? I like to just go, go, go because I feel like I need to be doing things. And again, historically, I'm a bit of an overachiever, so I always have some project or something. But I was considering for a little while leaving my second job. Um, but I was feeling weird about it because it is a nursing home and I do really like going there. Um, but I just felt like When I was going there, which is at the end of the week after I've worked an entire full-time job, I was exhausted and could like barely have any energy by Friday night. So yeah, I needed Saturday to sort of decompress because I am a outgoing introvert. I'm very outgoing. You can put me in a social situation. I will do great, but I need to recharge my batteries by myself with some quiet time. And if I'm in too many overstimulated um, places, then I I feel like I need to recharge somewhere else. Um, and I just felt like at the second job, the expectations were starting to get Um, I don't want to say out of control, but they weren't things that I could hit. And it just felt like the universe was telling me that, you know, it was time to go because you don't have to have two or three jobs. And this job was never about the money because I think someone asked me that recently. And I was like, yeah, no, it's not about the money, although the money is very nice. Um, You know, it was just really to do for fun. And lately, like the past couple of months, it's really been wearing me out. So I did make the decision when I came back to put in my notice for that. And actually, I'm coming up on my um, last day there. But I did stay per diem because I'd like to keep my foot in the door. And that felt good because then I can still go and, you know, hang out with the residents and have fun. But I just really felt like I don't need to constantly fill my time because friends of mine are so busy that I feel bad. And it's one of the things that I am working on. Um, I'm definitely actively working on it because as you guys or most of you know, I'm a reformed people pleaser where I was always saying yes and filling my time to shit that I never wanted to do. And you guys, please hear me when I say this. If there is something you are always saying yes to and you don't want to do this, Listen to me very closely. No is a complete sentence. Also, and I'm not great at this either, you don't have to explain yourself. You can just say to someone, no, I'm not available, or no, I can't do that. You don't have to follow it up with why. And I think as a society, we need to be better at that. Because how often have you called in sick to your boss and been like, oh my God, I'm I'm in the bathroom, or I have a cold, or I have this. No, all you should need to say is, I'm not feeling well today. I'm not coming in. But I think, again, we live in a society that sort of expects answers and they want to know what's going on. And 
I feel like it is okay for you to say no. And if they question you on it, that's a boundary issue. And that's a whole other podcast that I will do at some point. Um, anyway, okay, let's get back to my trip. So you guys, I was doing this and I'm a single woman. Yes, I have friends and family, but nobody wanted to take this trip with me. It was going to be expensive. It was going to be for well over a week. Nobody wanted to do it with me. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to do it alone. So I researched a couple of solo um, traveling tour groups and I went with a company called Go Ahead Tours and I want to let you guys know I will 100% book with them again. They were absolutely amazing. They did everything. They picked me up from the airport. They did all the transportation. They booked the hotels. They planned the tours. They got you from point A to point B. Um, we had a tour guide with us the entire week. So how it works is, oh, and they booked my flight, which was amazing. Um, so they take all the guesswork out of it, make it super easy for you. And there's actually a tour guide that is with you the entire duration of your trip. So she was stuck with me for 11 days. Um, so basically, you can be a solo traveler. Um, which we had a bunch of them, or you could go as a couple. I have no idea how you do that. I only know how to do the solo part. And my concern was never I was going to get there and not be able to make friends or talk to someone. My biggest concern doing this was I'm in a foreign country. I have bathroom issues. Can I do this? Now, I didn't know that when I booked this back in February, I didn't know that at some point something was going to start working for me. I took a leap of faith and just decided the universe has my back. Everything is going to be fine. Like I will make this work. And I did. And you know, the day I left, I don't think my main concern was, um, the bathroom. It was, am I going to get lost? Am I going to know what I'm doing? Am I going to make friends? And you guys, I made friends right out of the gate. I mean, I like to think I have a good enough personality, um, but I made a couple of friends and uh, three of us were like the three musketeers and we just had such a great time together. And it was really funny because the first day we were in Italy, we were in Venice and for whatever reason, I became like the tour guide when we had some free time and we weren't on a tour and everybody thought that I was not a person who got lost. I got us lost like three times before they were like, why are we letting you direct us? And I was like, I don't know how this happened. It was actually really, really funny. Um, but it was such an amazing just experience. And what was also interesting is I sort of apologized for being me for a hot second. And I was like, I know you guys don't know me well, but I need you to know that sometimes I can get a little crazy pants about like timelines and stuff like that. I was like, so if you need me to like take a chill and it was the first day of the vacation, I was like, I will not be offended if you're like, okay, Jackie, calm down. Everything is fine. Um, cause I know I'm a little high strung and I get a little anxious. 
Um, and it wasn't even necessarily that I think I was apologizing. I was more like, please know that I know myself. So if you have to tell me to like take it down a notch, I'm actually not offended by that because I've had friends be like, all right, you need to calm down. Like everything's going to be fine. It never offends me. So I felt like I needed to do that. And it was only the first day where I felt that like, okay, we need to go. We need to go. We need to be on time. We need to do this. We need to do that. By like the second day, I was like all of a sudden just in chill mode just by the way that you do things in Italy. And oh my God, you guys, I can't even... So a lot of the trip was very structured. Like we would go on walking tours. I did every freaking touristy thing you could do in Italy. Like in Venice, um, we went on a gondola ride. And on our gondola ride with um, me and two of the girls I met, we had two guys that were singing and playing the accordion the entire time. So that was like an extra treat. Then we went to Florence for a couple of days. Um, lot of naked statues in Florence. <laughs> um, we got to see the Ponte Vecchio, which was absolutely gorgeous. I have tons of photos there. Um, and we also ran around the city trying to look for wine windows because apparently during the plague, Florence had a bunch of like windows in their buildings that you could go up to them, knock on the window and they would give you wine. And it was like the original contactless, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like, you know how COVID we all got like contactless delivery and this, that and the other thing. Well, that was sort of like the original contactless. And I guess when COVID hit, Italy brought those wine windows back. So me and my friend Jill went in search of a bunch of them because there's like 150 of them. We found five. One of them was actually in working order, but the bar had closed early because it was Sunday, which was a giant, giant bummer. Um, so we actually didn't get to order it from the wine window. But again, you have takeaways in Italy. So we just went and staged a photo because we're goofy like that. Um, and then we went to Rome for a couple of days. Um, Rome was... Wow, there, the Colosseum, the Roman Forum was just gigantic and amazing. I was super excited that we got to see the Trevi Fountain. Um, you know, that fountain of love where you're throwing your coins in there. Um, by the way, you're supposed to throw the coins over your left shoulder and you will find love and you will find your way back to Rome someday. So I assure you, I will find both of them <laughs> after I, um, after I threw all my coins in there, um, obviously we went to the Vatican. The Vatican was a lot of information and they have gold ceilings. So that was really interesting. We actually saw quite a few cathedrals, churches, um, all the things. I actually am pretty blessed at this point and literally got blessed in the Sistine Chapel. Um, so that was really, really amazing to just do that. And we actually got to go into catacombs. Now, guys, if you have ever seen Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, when they go to the church and him and Elsa go under the church into the tombs, that is basically what I did, only it was much narrower, and thank God there were no rats. But it was really cool. Um, I really loved seeing it. The history there alone is just 
so amazing. Um, and then the next day we did Pompeii. Um, so we got to see everything in Pompeii. That was actually really, really cool. Um, it rained that day, which was a little bit of a bummer. And then we hit the Sorrento Peninsula, which, wow. Um, you know those pictures that you see and you don't think they're real because the water is like a really specific blue? You guys, those pictures are real. That water is that beautiful blue, and I would go back any day of the week. Um, and then we ended the trip um, on the island of Capri. What was really cool about this is while in Rome, my friend Jill and I and Jamie, we dragged a man with us. Um, we all wanted to go have like the Rome shopping experience and just go to like the smaller boutiques. And what was really cool about this is, um, I'd been learning Italian. So I was able to, you know, communicate with some people because some of the little shops, they don't speak any English, but most people, when you go there, and I knew this going into it, um, most people are going to speak English, but I wanted to try my hand at Italian. I will tell you that I messed up really bad once. <laughs> um, I accidentally ordered a milk instead of a coffee, and I was too embarrassed to tell them that I made a mistake, so I drank the milk and then ordered the coffee. But the word for milk in Italian is latte. I ordered a latte, and they thought I said latte, and I should have ordered either a cappuccino or a cafe latte, and I think the guy, like, looked at me funny, and I didn't realize why, and when he gave me the milk, I was like, I'm just gonna own this, I'm gonna drink this, and then I'm gonna order my coffee, um, but another thing we were saying all week is, because we were, like, super goofy, having such a good time, we kept calling ourselves the crazy Americans, Mato Americano, um, and every time, me specifically, would do something ridiculous, I would throw up my hands and be like, Mato Americano. Um, I feel like I'm still doing that, even though I've been back. I actually find myself still using um, Italian when I thank people and stuff like that. Um, but it was... It was really such an amazing trip, and when we were on Capri, we got to, you know, take a boat around the island. It was such a gorgeous day. One of the cool things about that place is there's a bunch of, like, really niche places you can go. Um... Like, there's a gorgeous garden we went in. We took these um, beautiful, you know, photos. Um, we actually pretended to be influencers, <laughs> which was kind of fun. And they had this really cool place that makes sandals. So you get to pick every aspect of your sandals, and they basically make them on your feet. And that's really not anything you can do around here. Um, so I came home with a really super cute pair of sandals that I can't wear till next summer because it's cold now. Um, but it was amazing. And the other, another thing I did, um, was take a cooking class in Rome. So as you guys know, I'm a giant reader. And one of the books I read about if you're going to travel to Italy is if you're able to learn some of the language, you should try because it helps you immerse in their culture. Um, and I, like I said, I did okay. But it also said if you're able to take a cooking class in another country, you should always, always do it. So I learned how to make ravioli and capitelli, and he actually had a cookbook, so I came home with a lot of really cool Italian recipes, and I probably need a pasta maker now, because I got to tell you guys, once you've had the fresh homemade pasta, you look at that box stuff like, no. Now I feel like I'm a pasta snob, and I mean, I'm Italian, I probably always should be, um... 
But yeah, so I'm going to get myself a pasta maker. It's not the quickest thing. But again, what did I tell you about Italians? They're all about living their best life, slowing down, savoring everything. It doesn't have to be hurry up, hurry up. And I feel like lately, since I've been back, I remind myself of this every single day. I keep saying to myself, you don't need to rush. You have enough time. If you feel like you need to rush, then you need to give yourself more time. So I'm trying to not feel that pull to just go, go, go. Um, and as scared as I was to take this trip, once I got there, The fear really did melt away because what do I always say about fear and what do you know about fear? It's always worse than you think it's going to be. And there was no real worst case scenario for me. I was just scared about traveling alone. What if I didn't make any friends? What if I didn't find a bathroom? And like none of that was a problem. I legitimately did not have bathroom anxiety one time while I was there. I will tell you the bathroom in, in Europe are a little weird. Some of them, a lot of them um, in public. First of all, you have to pay for them, which I think is annoying. Um, but also a lot of them didn't have toilet seat covers. So it was almost like just like a hole so you had no choice but to squat. I don't know. It was very strange. And then the flusher would be on like an opposite wall. It was it was a very interesting setup. But the point of me saying this is I didn't have bathroom anxiety. That was a huge step for me. I never had issues. Um, I think I had issues one day where um, I ate something that was a little bit different and maybe I shouldn't have and I got a little bit of a bellyache but other than that everything was good but I really just felt like I was in another country and I needed to try all of the things and like I said to be honest with you guys a lot of it is like pasta and carbs and it, that those are the things that don't bother me it's like vegetables <laughs> that always bother me so um yeah, I don't know that I ate a lot of vegetables in Italy, but shh, don't tell my mom. No, <laughs> um, but it was amazing. I think that if you're scared to travel on your own, that is something you should work on and you should definitely try to go to go ahead tours because again, they do an amazing job. And as scared as I was to do this, I would do it again tomorrow because our fear is always just we build it up in our minds and then we get there and we're like, wow, that wasn't so bad. Um, do I love flying? No. Do I love anything about that? No. I was very sad to leave my dogs. Um, but I knew they were in good hands with my parents. But I feel like I really, I conquered a big fear by number one, traveling by myself and also just not worrying about the bathroom situation. Anytime I can do something that makes me proud, that's a confidence booster. And I feel like I really have now come back with a pep in my step that is still there. Um, don't get me wrong, getting back to like real life wasn't super fun, but I'm so proud of myself because I've been talking about taking this trip since I was a kid. Uh, you know, in, in school, you need to do, um, you always need to do projects on like your heritage. And I always did Italy. And I always thought to myself, someday I'm going to go there. And this year, I just thought to myself, you know what? Someday is here. You guys know how I feel about all those some days. You need to make someday today. If there is something that you're like, I really want to do this, 
do it. Like, please, please, please do it. Like, this is your permission right now. If there's something where you keep saying to yourself, someday I'm going to do this, you guys, I want you to take action now. Don't wait till next year, even though it's in like a month and a half. No, take action, figure out what you're going to do and get it done. Because I'm telling you, you're going to be so excited and your confidence is just going to boost. Um, So yeah, so that's a little bit about Italy, a little bit about their culture and how they're not as like, go, go, go as we are. Um, And I really want you guys to understand you are the creator of your life. You're the person writing your schedule. I'm not saying you can do something about it tomorrow, but maybe reevaluate things if you feel like you're not getting time for yourself or there are things you want to do and you never get to do. Like, think about, okay, what can I do in the next couple of months to bring me closer to whatever it is you want to do? Because really, it should be about living your best life. It's just, you know, somebody said something to me the other day and they were like, oh, you know the saying, life sucks, then you die. I think that's a horrible saying. I don't think life sucks. <laughs> um, are there times in my life where I have thought life sucks? Yes, but I think... If you can actively try to live your best life, you're never going to feel like it sucks. And I want you guys to know that this week in particular, I've had a really trying one. So for me to tell you life doesn't suck, I promise you, life doesn't suck. But maybe what you're doing sucks. So work on that. But it's all about getting out there, living your best life. And what do I always tell you guys? It is okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this. I will come back at you in two weeks with another hopefully inspiring pod. But in the meantime, I want you to think about what are your quote unquote some days and how can we make that today or closer to today than a someday? So go out there, think about that. Let me know where you land, guys. Have a great day, week, whatever it is. (laughs) 